Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. Um, I'm doing it by myself. It's uh, It's been a while since I've had a conversation with you, but recently I had the opportunity to speak at the Change Management Institute London chapter um, and I delivered a presentation called Using Comedy to Overcome Resistance to Change. And, and I thought, I've not really shared all of these in one um, one podcast with yourself. So I thought, well, what better opportunity to do it than today? So Using Comedy to Overcome Resistance to Change, ultimately the reason why I do this podcast and um, is to make us think. And at the start of all of the courses that, uh, that, that I deliver, that we deliver at Get Knowledge, I, I say you have to think and do different to achieve different. So if you want to achieve different results, you've got to think differently. And then those thoughts have got to create and drive different actions. So ultimately, this podcast, all of the podcasts, hopefully my job is to make you think. But then your job is then to take those new thoughts and to prompt, and hopefully they'll prompt or create a new action for you. So you'll you'll do the thinking, following the, the the conversations that we have, and then hopefully you'll take those thoughts and you'll you'll do something different to then achieve different results, whatever those results you want them to be. Um, and we we've spoken in the past, as you know, that I I speak a lot. Um, I um, I've got the podcast. This podcast, I every week uh, at the minute I'm doing lives on LinkedIn and YouTube, where I sit in the bath and have conversations with amazing people. Um, and then three years ago, with Jason set up, um, co-founded Get Knowledge, and we deliver um, operational excellence programs um, that we call Sustainable Performance Excellence. And we also deliver Creating Confident Change Leaders and Creating Confident People Leaders courses. And we've worked with a whole host of big name companies. And we're looking to expand our client list as we go forward. But I think that change has been the worst job that I've ever had. The worst job I've ever had. But it's also been the best job that I've ever had over these last 16 years. It's been the best job when when people get it, when when you get somebody that um, that where the penny drops and they realize that actually the world that they've been living in can change and they can they can change it. Um, but it's been the worst job when I've been the sole voice. Um, no, but when nobody's buying into something, when everybody's walking in a different direction, people don't want to don't don't want to work with you, um, and you're on two completely different paths. You might come across some of these people, like those people that say, "I prefer how it used to be," or um, things like, "I will agree with everything, but I won't do anything." So the silent assassins. You might have those people that say, I'm saving what I have to say until the very last minute. And then, then that takes the trajectory of that meeting to a different direction. Or, nope, it won't work here. 
I've heard it all now. The people that think that it just won't work. We think of these and others as resistant to change. But I want to just ask about resistance first, because according to Google, resistance, the definition of resistance, is the refusal to accept or comply with something. And this refusal is always a personal choice. And each person chooses whether to support an initiative or not. Because ultimately, anybody, anybody can change or do something different. But not everybody wants to. And that's why it is a personal choice. You've probably heard the uh, phrase, you can take off the water, but you can't make it drink. And our job as, as change leaders, as um, people leaders, is to make people thirsty, isn't it? Make people thirsty so that then they drink that water. But what if they just don't fancy a drink? Does that make them bad? Does it make them wrong? And are they a villain in our change journey? I believe that nobody, nobody goes to work to purposefully do a bad job. It might just be their experience that has. Um, created that that resistance they might have had you might have had in the organization a whole host of different change initiatives that they believe that the one that you're currently going through is going to be exactly the same and nothing will change so it doesn't necessarily make them bad it doesn't make them wrong and it doesn't make them a villain it just makes them different we've got to understand understand where that resistance has come from and that's why I want to talk about um, comedy, because as you know, um, I've been on a couple of comedy courses now. I've uh, I've tried my hand at stand up comedy in a in a live club, um, and I believe there are some parallels with comedy that can help us deliver change more successfully. And there was a previous podcast where I introduced these three things um, when I was. Um, on the comedy course, the uh, the instructor, the very first one, said, said, what's the most important thing in comedy? And we all said jokes or variations of, of jokes. And that's the third most important thing in stand-up comedy. That's the material, the knock-knock who's there bit, the, uh, the what's orange and sounds like a parrot, a carrot. Um, that's just the material. And in change and in leadership, the material is just our um, processes, it's our tools, it's our techniques, it's our methods. That's just the materials that we use to um, to do what we do. So that's the third most important thing in stand-up comedy, and I believe the third most important thing in change and in people leadership. The second most important thing is performance. Do we, do you, change your performance dependent upon the people that are in front of you or not. We tend and we typically deliver things in the way that we like to receive things. We uh, we just assume that because it's the way that we like it, then everybody else will like it as well. Um, you might remember the podcast uh, that I did with Nigel Risner, where he introduced the four animals, the dolphin, the lion, the monkey, and the elephant. And in that whole podcast, it was all about providing the right food for the right animal. So 
not giving everybody the same food that you like to eat in, in terms of communication. In stand-up comedy performance, uh, there's only two lines that you give. There's a setup and there's a punchline. And they encourage you to vary your attitude and tone for your setup and for your punchline. So that that signpost for the audience where they need to laugh or where they should laugh. So that it's less thinking. But when you deliver uh, whatever it is that you're delivering, do you vary your performance? Do you um, accept that some people um, like facts and figures? Some people like um, to know what it means to the people. Some people like just the, the, the key bullets. Some people like it to be creative and fun. And do we, do you are you accepting of all of those um, different requirements when you're delivering certain messages? But that still is only the second most important thing in comedy, people leadership and change leadership. So if material is third, performance is second, what on earth is in first place? Well, it is connection. Connection is the most important thing in stand-up comedy. It's the most important thing in change of people leadership as well. But what do I mean by connection? Well, if I talk about um, comedy first, and if you've got a favourite comedian, you might have, uh, we'll just use Michael McIntyre, you might have put £25 um, towards a ticket to go and watch Michael McIntyre one evening in a theatre, and you turn up, you sit down with the people that you've gone to, you're nudging them and you're saying to everybody around you, this is going to be hilarious. This is going to be an amazing night. I love Michael McIntyre. I love it when he does this. I love it when he does that with his fringe. I love it when he bounces around the stage. I love it how he uses observational humour. You're using, you've got that level of connection that has forced you to put your hand in your pocket and buy tickets for, for Michael McIntyre. So you're going to have a really good night. But then if we go to a comedy club and you don't know the acts that are on there, you sit down, it might have cost exactly the same amount of money. You sit down and you're nudging the people next to you and you're going, I hope, I hope the people um, that come onto stage are going to be really funny tonight. I hope we have a really good night because you've not got that level of connection. So connection is key. And... I saw this play out at a comedy club. Um, I went to watch a comedian that I didn't really know much about, but um, I was sat in the audience and it was in Charlie Little Theatre and he came out um, and the first thing that he said, he, uh, he detailed his journey from the train station down to the theatre that day. And he told us the shops that he went past. And then he got in a couple of punchlines as, as he was doing it. And as he was telling the journey and the story, I knew exactly where he was. I knew which street he was on. I knew what he could see because I had walked those streets and those down, the, down those paths a number of different times. So he was building connection with the audience and, and getting them to resonate and relate to where he was. I then watched him a few weeks later, um, a recording of him on a, of a previous gig, and he started with exactly the same, um, exactly the same jokes, the things that were different was just his journey from the train station. So his opening line was to get people to, to connect with him and that he knows the, um, the path, the road, the streets. He knows the town that you're in to instantly connect with the audience. And that's why connection is key. If you can build connection 
whether that is, and if we talk about change leadership and people leadership now, connection is all about to a, to a particular vision, to a common goal, a common purpose. And that might be different for the different layers of the organization. It's, do you connect with your team on a regular basis? Do you meet daily? Do you have the same goal and, and destination of where you're trying to get to? Because you're just trying to find that common ground, that commonality for you all to strive that meet that's meaningful for everybody to work towards to help you be successful in what it is that you're trying to achieve. So connection is the most important thing in stand-up comedy. It is the most important thing in change leadership and people leadership, followed by performance and then material. And I guess to hit home this point one more time, um, think of a children's nativity play. I've used this analogy before, but I think it's really relevant here. So think of a children's nativity play. And um, you might have been to a child, you might have starred in a children's nativity play. You might have um, been to watch a children's nativity play. But I think you'll probably agree with me that um, a children's nativity play is arguably um, the worst acting, the dodgiest outfits, terrible singing, kids stood in the wrong places, forgetting the words, um, might not even be facing the right way. You've got a teacher sat at the front, mouthing the words that people need to say. But at the end, at the end of that performance, rapturous rounds of applause, floods of tears from the audience because the connection that the people in the audience have got with the people, the little people that are on stage is second to none. So connection is far stronger than your performance or your material. So I guess how much do you try to build connection or do you lead with um, your material or just hope that your performance carries you through? I would like us all to just really just consider how much connection do we build with the initiatives, with our teams, um, with the people around us, with our peers, before we even start to, um, to tackle the challenges that are in front of us? And in fact, just one more thing from the, from the world of comedy, because as people leaders, as change leaders, we love a plan, don't we? And I want to talk about comic timing. Comic timing, because there's there's three different types. There's the traditional type, which is like a bit like your Gantt chart, really. You might have your activities down the left-hand side. You might have your dates going across the top. And in comedy, that's your program timing. That's your script. That's you're going to say this um, setup with this attitude at this pace. You're going to pause for this length of time. You're going to deliver this setup in this, uh, sorry, this punchline in this attitude. And then you're going to pause for laughter. And then you're going to deliver your next setup. So it's just scripted, rehearsed, programmed timing. It's pretty much how should it go. And that's how we build plans for what we do in, uh, in work, when we're delivering change, when we've got a strategy plan, we might have um, a change initiative plan. It's all about the program timing the Gantt chart that we create at the start. But in reality, that chart, that, that plan is out of date the minute it's written. 
because of the other two things, the other two timing that we need to be aware of. The second one is perceptual timing. If you're in, um, if you're in um, comedy, perceptual timing is what is happening in front of you. You might deliver a line, you might deliver a, a punchline, and it might not get the reaction that you're after. Um, there might be a certain stag do, there might be a hen pie that's in one particular part of the uh, thing. You might have, um, you might be um, a, a male-dominated audience, or some of your material might not go down as well, and. That's what perceptual timing is. So no matter how good the plan, how good the script, how good the program timing is, it's what is happening in front of you. So if you're delivering an activity, if you're delivering um, a milestone, if, you're, if you've got an action on a plan, did it go and did you get the desired outcome? And if not, what can you do to learn from that and adapt and change in the moment? Don't just stick to the program timing because you know that the program timing isn't going to work and deliver the, the laughs or the benefits that you're hoping to achieve from delivering that plan. So there's program timing, which is what should what, what should happen. There's perceptual timing is what is happening in front of you and being consciously aware as you're working through your sets, working through your plan of, of the reaction, the benefits, the things that are occurring in front of you as you speak, is everybody engaging with you or not? And if not, understand the reasons for that. And then the third set of, or the third lot of timing is incidental timing. And that's what happens that is out of your control. In comedy, it's like a, if you're in a little club and a glass smashes near the bar, it, the whole audience turns and looks at that, um, that glass smashing. So what you've got to try to do is you've got to let that happen, acknowledge that it's happened and get people back to focusing on you right at the start. Because you might have been midway through your best punchline that now if you deliver that punchline now, it's not going to land the same because you've gone through a, maybe a minute of setup. So it's how do you react and get everybody back with their eyes focused on the stage as quick as possible um, and, and what strategies do you need to do it? And in business, it's like COVID is a prime example of an incidental, it's something that happens that's outside of our control that now we're trying and we've been consistently trying to get people back to look in at us on stage, doing what we're trying to do to deliver what we're trying to deliver. So the three lots of timings are program timing, which is the traditional timing that we use. Perceptual timing is what's happening in front of us as we're delivering um, the stuff that we're delivering. And then incidental timing is how do we react to those things that happen that's outside of our control? And you can't cover all eventualities, all bases, but have an idea of what you need to do and how you need to respond if something does come in that is outside of your control. And it's only by having awareness of all three of those lots of timing and, and getting everybody to understand that maybe and making it acceptable that you, you have to change your program time. You have to change your set because of what's in front of you and what might happen that's outside of your control. And everybody needs to be consciously aware of that. Don't just blindly deliver your set your pro, to your programmed timing religiously because if you do, it's not taking into account what is happening at those points in time. 
So those are the three um, three timing things, um, and those are the three most important things that are in um, in comedy. And I guess the key points that I just want to call out now: number one, start with connection, not the tools. It is people. How can we um, build a stronger connection with people? And it's not through leading with the tools. It's not through leading with the um, the tools, the techniques, the methods, the approaches. It's by building relationships. We are human, and and everybody that we're working with is human as well. So start with connection, not tools. Number two is vary your performance. Everybody is different, and we need to acknowledge and understand that everybody is different. How we deliver is maybe not the best way. Sorry, how we deliver is not we shouldn't be delivering for us we should be delivering acknowledging that everybody is different and then thirdly consider the three timings and how you can keep the audience connected how you can keep the audience connected so that's program timing it's perceptual timing and it is incidental timing and and what you need to do is keep that audience connected with you throughout the whole journey for you to deliver what it is that you're trying to deliver and I would love to connect with more of you as well. Um, um, I am on a mission. I want to connect with as many people as I possibly can. I want to help um, as many people. I do believe that change has been the best and worst job I've ever had. And, and I want to help more people feel less lonely. So if you want to connect, if you want to talk, um, then please feel free. Um, all you need to do is go to bit.ly forward slash Lee with a capital L connect with a capital C. So that's bit.ly forward slash Lee with a capital L connect with a capital C. And that'll take you to my calendar and you can just book in some time and we can have a just a, a conversation about whatever it is that you like. As you know, uh, LinkedIn is my go to social media platform and that's just Lee Horton um, there of Get Knowledge. Uh, if you want to chat, then I would love to chat a little bit more with yourself. So as I say, thank you so much for um, for supporting me with the podcast. Uh, it's been an absolute roller coaster, but it's been one hell of a ride that I have absolutely loved. Having the opportunity to, to speak to as many people, bring as many amazing guests as, as I have done. Uh, and I look to be doing it for a, a long, long time to go. I've got some really exciting um, guests, really exciting series is planned. Um, but most importantly, um, I just want to thank you because without you, there would be no podcast. So have an amazing rest of your week and whatever it is you're doing, have fun. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.